the third line on the top of 24a. Ravuna says, Ravuna, the son of Yeshua says, we, we said that it is only true that it does not invalidate the entire area when the area that was plowed or, or sowed with um, the, the seeds, the vegetables, is less than two sa. But if it was sown with two sa, then everything is going to be forbidden even though the entire area is more than Tusa, everything is going to be forbidden too. As we, I think we did this yesterday, actually. Kiman, whose opinion is this stated? Like Rabbanan, like the opinion of the Chacham. Right? To say that if you have two different domains and they belong to one individual, you're still not allowed to carry from one domain to the other. Right? In other words, if I have a courtyard and a house, but the courtyard is exclusive to me, I still cannot carry from the courtyard to the house unless they are, um, unless I put an Erev between them. Otherwise, I'm not allowed to carry from the from the courtyard to the house. Or Yirmiyah Midifti, Masni Lakula. Midifti said it to be to be more lenient. He said basically that if the if we have a an a um, a karfif, in other words, two saw worth of area that is not used for dwelling within a larger area, we look at that as if it is an area that is permitted to carry in, as if it had not been opening up into a um, a car, you know the the rest of the area we're still allowed to carry in. We're not concerned with it. But um, but if the as long as less than the majority of it is sown, it's still permitted to carry in the whole area. says, We only said this is true when it is a basis. But if more than two saw worth of area within this larger area, within this larger enclosure is actually sown with seeds, then indeed you are not allowed to carry in. Who says this? Rib Shimon. This is the opinion of Rib Shimon. Okay, the Mishnah continues and says that if you planted trees in most of this area, then it is mutter, it's like a courtyard and it's mutter to carry in that area. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Avim. Yehuda said the name of Avim. This is only true where the trees are set up like in nice orderly fashion, like in an orchard, that, uh, that you can actually walk in between the paths and, and it's easy to, to walk and it's not like, uh, you know, a bunch of brambles all over the place and trees that are haphazardly set up that you can't walk clearly. Rav Nachman says, even if they're not set up, you know, in this uh, orderly fashion, one, one in the same line as the next. Mar Yehuda Bar Yehuda. Mar Yehuda went to the house of Ravuna Bar Yehuda. Chaznu lehanu deloy avidi etzabalais. He sees that these people did not make it in this uh, orderly area. Until they are moving things in between them. Amalei said to them, Do you not agree with that which Avimi said, that unless it's arranged in this very specific um you know, very orderly fashion, you're not allowed to carry there. Amalei said to him, I'm not Rav Nachman's Pirelei, I hold like Rav Nachman. Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Shmuel, Nachman says the name of Shmuel, Karfeth Yisrami Beis Asayim, Shalei HaKafadira, you have a Karfeth that is bigger than Tusa, that was not enclosed for dwelling purposes, right, initially. Then what happened? Then later on, you put a, you put a house into that, into that enclosed area. What's the halacha? Ketzaru Isa, what are you going to do to make it permissible to carry from the Karfeth to the house and back? Pirates by Pirza Yesumi Asr the Goidra. Fascinating idea. You have a area that is enclosed by walls that are ten fucking tall. That area is an area that is not used for dwelling function, the dwelling function at all. Okay? And then you decide to transfer to start using it for dwelling function. Then you build a house there, right? You plan to use it for dwelling function. Since it was already set up previously as a carpet, the only way to change its status, you have to break the walls that were enclosing the carpet to then redefine it and rebuild the walls and now say that I'm rebuilding the wall for the sake of a dwelling functioning purpose. 
And then you close up the opening, close up the breaches until they are less than 10, and then it becomes permitted. The Gemara asks a question. Parats ama the gadar ama. Let's say what you did is you broke one piece of one ama of wood, and then you close up that one ama of wood, and then you broke the new one next to it, and so on and so forth until until in the end you broke eleven pieces of wood, each one one ama for a total of eleven amas, and you put up eleven pieces of wood, each one one ama for a total of eleven amas. But you did it one after the other. You didn't do the entire thing in one fell swoop. So at no point in time was there an entire opening that would be constituting a breach in the wall. Mahu, what's the halacha? Is that still enough to be redefined as a wall that has been in, uh, an area that has been enclosed for dwelling purposes or not? Amale said back to them, Lav is it not this, that which we learned in a Mishnah? Any uh, vessel of a balabayas, the measurement is like a rima, like a pomegranate. Ubay, Chizkia, and Chizkia asked the question, Nikav if you made a hole in the vessel, the size that an olive would be able to fall out, but not a remote remote would not be able to fall out. Then you make another hole, the size that an olive would be able to fall out. And then you start closing up those two holes, and then you make another two holes in a different place. Now, if you would have left them all open at the same time, it would have been large enough for a remote to fall out, a pomegranate to fall out. But over here, you didn't do it in that fashion. You did two, and then another two, right? Ma'u, what's the halacha? says, Rebbe, Shani Salanu, Rebbe said to us, um, you, you taught us, right, that sandal shenifska achas mi'ozna, if you have a, we did this in Shabbos, I think, if you have a, um, a, a sandal, right, that become ritually impure, and one of its um, straps fell off of it, and then you put it back on. Tame midras. It still has the status of being tame with whatever tume it had before. Nifska shnia etikna, the second one breaks, and then you fix it. Then tahor. Then it becomes ritually pure. The ritual impurity that we're talking about over there is the tuma of, um, of midras. Midras means that it was carried by a, or it carried something that was tame. Tame maga midras means that it was not, it itself did not actually carry something that was tame, but it was in touch with something that was in the status of midras tuma, midras impurity. For Amritullah, and some people say, Maishna Rishayna. Why by the first one is it going to, why when the first strap comes off, does it not make it ritually pure? Because it's no longer usable as a vessel. And generally speaking, we say that when an item is no longer usable in its originally intended purpose, it becomes ritually pure. Kaima uh, shnia, because the second strap is still there and that itself will still work. Well, when the second one falls off, why isn't that not enough? Because the first one is still there. And some people say on this, or at least you said on this, when this, the second one came here, right, the, the first ones, right, they're, they're no longer in the same status as they were initially. Because the first set of straps, they broke and they were repaired. So when one set of straps breaks and is repaired, it's not enough to render it not, not usable. Because having only one set of straps is still enough to work. When the second set of straps broke, even though you already fixed the first one previously, when we look at the sandal right now, we look at this as a completely new sandal, right? Even though at the time that the first one broke, and was fixed, it's still ritually impure. After the fact, when all, both of them have been broken and fixed, then we look at it as a completely new sandal, okay? So, achanami, over here too, but what should we say? Over here too, if you make a bunch of like holes, one ama breaches, and then you fix it, one ama breach and fix it, end of the day, you have an 11 ama new wall, right? That should be considered a new wall made for the purposes of a dwelling 
and then you should be allowed to carry in that region. Carry allowed less. So, so he said about him, less din bar inish. He said, this guy is a, he's really smart. Ikadami, another version said like this. Yoindin bar nash. This fellow, he's a, he's a, a true, uh, you know, true type of guy. You know, he's a real man. Amar of Kahana, of Kahana says, Rechava shachari abatim. The Rechava, like the, the, uh, like the sidewalk, sort of, that it's not really a sidewalk. It's like this, uh, an area behind the houses that was used for, uh, for like stuff, right? Um, it wasn't a regular function as, it wasn't as much of a function as the courtyard was. The courtyard is where they did most of their living things in it. Ain metalpin by El Abadal and Amas. You're only allowed to carry in a four Amas worth of distance. Amr of Nachman, in Pasach le Pasach, but if you open up a door from the house into that Rechava, you're allowed to carry everywhere within that Rechava. Pasach, Matira, if you open up the door, you're permitted to carry in it. This is only true if first it was um, opened and then afterwards you started, you, you put a wall around that area. That area behind your house, and then afterwards you opened it up. You're not permitted to do that. Why? Because once again, it's a similar idea that if initially it was an area that you're not allowed to carry in, even when you put up the wall, then opening up the door into there, which signifies that you're planning on using this as a regular dwelling place, it's still not enough because it already was sort of a, <laughs> it had assumed the status of an area that you're not allowed to carry in. Gemara says, If it was, first the door was put out there and then afterwards you put up the, the wall, then obvious you're going. It's obvious that you're allowed to carry in that area. So what, what are we trying to teach us? What we're trying to teach us is this beidari, because there are this area behind the house had a beidari. A beidari is a threshing floor. What might I have thought to say? I might have thought to say that the reason why he's uh, making this pesach into the area is for the for the threshing floor. The threshing floor is not going to uh, make the thing a status of a, of, of a dwelling place, right? That's not a dwelling place. That's just a, a work function. So I might have thought that even if he puts up the doorway, he still hasn't signified his intention to start using that for dwelling purposes because there was a threshing floor there as well. Mashmalon, that that's not true. Okay, continue. Let's say you have a carve that is two saws worth of, of area and it was ready enclosed for the sake of dwelling place, dwelling purposes. Excuse me, and then it got full of water. What's the halacha? Right, because it's full of water, you can't really use it. Filling something full of water, right, it makes it unusable. It makes it unusable. Then it's similar to actually using um, planting vegetables. It's unusable, and therefore you're not allowed to carry in that area. Amalur of Abba. Rav Abba said, The Rav bred the Rav, Mesharishia. Achi Amrinon, Mishmei the Rava. Mayim. Having water inside an area is similar to having trees, and therefore it is going to be permitted to carry, even though it's it's um, you know uh, full of water. says, "When is that so?" That's only true when you're able to use it, use that water, right? So potable water, right? So Rashi says, "Lishtia," right? If you have water that in reservoir water, then that's considered to be water that has a, a real viable purpose, and and even though it's greater than it's greater than um, you know the the greater than the the measurement that would render it impossible to use. It's still going to be okay. But if it's not going to the water that's not good for anything, then you're not going to be allowed to. That indeed will render that area impossible to carry, and it'll be a carpet. Amr of Ashi Rashi says with Chazan Tashmish the Namile Amram Elo Sheim Ba'imka Yisrael Beis Asayim. 
And even when we say that the um, that this water has a, a good water, right, has a, has a viable purpose, that's only true when the depth doesn't have in it more than base society, right? But if, I'm just a little unclear, what are we referring to here? Let me see, Rashi. They just uh, sent you a picture also. Oh, okay. Was that on the chat? Yeah, it's, um, no, I don't know how to do it on the chat. I just sent it on the, yeah, on the WhatsApp. Okay, not on the okay. chat. Earl, I, I emailed it to you too, Earl. Okay. Was this with the water? Yeah, it's the water. Okay, so fine. So here's what's going on over here. So what he's saying is, thanks, Wayne. I appreciate it. I was just looking at Rashi also. Rashi's also helpful. Probably that's where they got the picture from. So um, what happens <laughs> is like this. If the depth of the water is 10 fachim deep and it is a base of siam area and the bottom of that tent fachim, then that's it. Then all bets are off. Then indeed it makes it an area that you cannot use it at all. But this is not true. Because really it's the same halacha as a um, it's the same halacha as a uh, you know as a, a, a carrier is like a, a pile of fruits. So what's a pile of fruits? If you have a pile of fruits even though it's a pile of fruits that's very tall, it's not going to render this area an area that does not have a dwelling place. Why? Because the purpose of the pile of fruits is to take the fruits out. So each one of those fruits has a, has a viable purpose as, as a food item. So, so too, when it comes to water, it's true that the water is very deep, and, and the water, but every bit of that water is potable water. So every bit of that water really has a function. So that's not going to render this area a non-dwelling area. Ahiru Chava, Dahave, Pumnara. There was a rechava. There was this um, the, this area behind the house in Tumnara, right, which is uh, an, a uh, an area near the water in in Babylonia. The chadgisahave pasielamasa. That one half of this water was abutting like an alleyway into the city. The chadgisahave pasiel shalkramim. Excuse me. And the other part of it was opening up into a pathway of the between the, the vineyards. Lishvil shalkramim have salak leguda dinara. And the path of the Kramim, of the vineyards, was going up to the, to the riverbank. Amr Abayah, Abayah says, Hey, Chinavit, what are we going to do to permit to carry this area? If we make a Mechitza on the riverbank, you don't put one Mechitza on top of another Mechitza. What do we mean? Excuse me. Like this. You, you have this area that does not have a dwelling purpose, right? Now, when the, the riverbank is already considered, because like uh, the riverbank is, we're assuming that it's a 10 tefah high wall in less than, in less than a four, four amas distance, four amas width. So the riverbank is already serving as a wall. The riverbank is already a wall that is enclosing an area that was not originally made for dwelling purposes, right? So what does it help to put up another mechitza now on top of that? Putting up another mechitza on top of the mechitza that was already here is not enough. We said earlier, you have to break that mechitza first to make it a mutter to put up another mechitza that will render this area permitted to carry it. Maybe we should make a tzuras pesach in the opening towards the, the vineyard path. The, the camels will end up coming and then we'll rip down your tzuras pesach. They didn't have very tall telephone poles in those days. Elam or bias, rather bias, says, just put a lechi, put the side post up by the by the entrance to the courtyard, uh, not the entrance, the entrance to the pathway between the vineyards. Once it's going to help to, to uh, allow the pathway of the Kramim, 
right? It's not no longer going to be considered like there's an opening into the um, into the 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 alleyway. It's also going to help for the rechava that it's going to permit to carry in the rechava. Amrle Rava Rava says, So people would then say that a lechi always helps even for a any shvil shalkramim any path um, by by vineyard a lechi is going to do the trick, but it's not true. It really only does the trick in this case because the opposite end of it, the opposite end of this uh, alley is um, is ending in a riverbank that has a wall. But if it ended in a Rosh Hashanah, one lechi wouldn't do the trick for, for the entire Mavoy, um, for the entire Rechava in this case. Ela Omar, so what did Rava say? Ela Omar Rava, Abdina le lechi lepischa de masas. He says, rather, should put up a lechi on the side uh, that's into the alleyway. Or, Wayne, did you share the picture of this one? you guys have the picture? You yeah, the picture? I think I, I sent four or five of them, and I think it's, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, it's there, the second one. Once the lechi is going to render the inhabitants of the city allowed to carry in, even though it's open to the alley, right? So, it's also going to permit people to carry within the rechava. Like the same idea that we said earlier, that one area, if the opposite side of it is permitted to carry in, then the other side opposite it is also permitted to carry in. Therefore, it's permitted to carry things within this masa, in this uh, region. And it was permitted to carry things within the Rechava as well. However, to carry from the town or the alley into the um, court, into the, um, the Rechava, this uh, area behind the houses, or vice versa, there's a Machlegas of Achan Ravina. One of them says permitted to carry from one region to the other, one of them says not permitted to carry from one region to the other. Man, the Shari's go a little further because it's so early. The one who says it is permitted to carry from one to the other, the Aleka de Urin. Because in the area that is open, there's no people who live there that we could say, oh, if there are people who live there, then we're going to say the people who live there, that's their area. So now you want to carry from my area into Wayne and Earl's area, we're going to need to make an Erev. Well, nobody actually lives in this area. It's like uh, just an area that people just use to travel through. So since there's nobody who lives there, then there's no need to make it, uh, to make it an Erev, to, to make it permitted to carry there. However, Manda Asr, Zimnan Urun, the what do you mean? Sometimes there are people living there. And if people are living there, nobody's going to recognize that, oh, this is different because people are living there. So therefore, they forbade it across the board as a loy plug. And no matter what, whether there are people living there or not, you're forbidden to carry from the masa into the rechava or vice versa, even though each of them you're permitted to carry in. But since if there would be specific dwellers in one place who don't dwell in the other, you would need an Arab to carry from one to the other. And that's why you never permit to carry from one to the other. Okay.